you are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. To the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon Beam here with you every single day. It is Thursday, October 11th. Usually on Thursdays, we like to bring on some people that know about the Buckeyes and cover the Buckeyes. I happen to work with this guy on Sundays too, 11 to 1 Fans Fantasy Football Show. But his name is Dave Biddle, Bucknuts.com. Go follow him on Twitter at Dave Biddle. Bids, what's up, man? Matty Beamer, uh, pleasure to be on your show. Thank you for having me on. Of course, man. So let's get right to it. Look, you got the game this week against Minnesota at high noon here at the shoe. I don't think a lot of people are overly concerned about that, but I think a lot of people bids are overly concerned about this defense and this secondary. Where are you right now on a scale of one to 10 uh, with your worry about this secondary moving forward? They've played poorly, but uh, just looking at the secondary, I'd give them, you know, going forward, um, I'm kind of bullish on them going forward. So I give it like a, like a seven right now. They, they've played more, you know, because the safety grade brings us so far down. Not Jordan Fuller. He's a stud. He's going to play in the NFL for a long time. Uh, I think he'll be a relatively high draft pick. Um, but that other safety spot, they just haven't got locked down. I do think Isaiah Pryor's played better of late. I really like Kendall Sheffield. He's going to be a guy that's probably going to be a late first-round pick in the 2019 draft. Um, I like some of the other corners. And, and they have a propensity to give up big plays, but uh, that hasn't always been the defensive back's fault. Sometimes it's been terrible angles by the safeties. So whether it's been prior or went, whoever they've had in there. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, I think this group's going to get it figured out. I really do. I think um, there's just too much talent there. They're young. They're inexperienced. But, you know, now we're halfway through the regular season. So I think these uh, defensive backs, while they might not be as good as some people thought coming into the year, I do think they're going to play a lot better than what they've shown through the first half of the regular season. Bids, when you look at this game against Minnesota coming up here at the Horseshoe, um, you get, you're, you're back at home again. Uh, you just had the game against Indiana last weekend. Daniel Fa'alale, the, uh, the tackle, 400 pounds. He's making his first collegiate start ever at Minnesota. Uh, he is a, a kid who's only been playing football for 18 months now. Uh, I believe he came over from Australia. Uh, what do you see this defensive line doing trying to attack that? Because if I'm Chase Young, if I'm Draymond, Jones, those guys on the edges, and I see a guy at 400 pounds, I might be sweating a little bit trying to worry about that guy. Yeah, I'm surprised they're throwing him in, into the fire this particular week, Beamer. I guess it, you know, well, I say it doesn't have Nick Bosa. They do, they, you know, they don't have probably Jonathan Cooper this week, who's in the concussion protocol. So maybe it is a, a good week to throw him in there. But uh, yeah, it's intriguing. I, you know, I, there's something about the, the extra big guys in football, whether it's back in the day with with William the refrigerator Perry or you know Lorenzen the quarterback, you know, the hefty lefty at, at Kentucky. There's just <laughs> something about it that we all root for these guys. And this guy, you know, six nine four hundred. I mean, it's just, it just it just doesn't happen. But, you know, to answer your question, they're going to attack this guy with speed. Um, you know, I mean, and I'm sure as soon as he thinks that, you know, he, he's, he's ready for, he's got to be ready for some, you know, speed rush. They're going to every once in a while, even, even with the 400-pound guy, they're going to bull rush him every once in a while just to keep him honest. And these Ohio State guys are strong enough to do that even with the 400-pound guy. But, yeah, it, it could be a long uh, afternoon for him for sure because Chase Young, I think, has – you know, greatly stepped up his game. He was a guy that I thought that, you know, yeah, is Chase Young a little overrated, you know? And then the Bosa injury happened, the Penn State game happened, and Chase Young is like, no, he's not overrated at all. He's an absolute stud like he was built to be. So, you know, they are banged up up front, but Ohio State is, but I think it is going to be a uh, – 
pretty long afternoon for Minnesota's entire offensive line. Dave Vito, editor of Bucknuts on 24-7 Sports, joining us here on the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Go follow him on Twitter right now at Dave Vito. Dave, I want to get to these running backs because I think what you saw last week, there may be a little bit of concern there with them not being able to get the ball going. I think that's, you know, in part of, you know, you having a high-power throwing uh, passing offense this year. So I'm not overly concerned about the running game. I think you got two beasts back there with J.K. and Mike Weber. Mike's been banged up a little bit all year long. Um, are you concerned about this running game at all and what you've seen from the offensive line lately? A little bit. It's interesting, Maddie, because um, they're not getting good push, in my opinion, not good enough push. But then again, I mean, um, you have to take the good with the bad. They're, you know, they're such an electric passing team. They're third in the country in you know, total um, you know, passing yards uh, per game. And uh, it could be even higher than that if they really wanted it to be, if they didn't have so many blowouts. And um, Dwayne Haskins is just so electric. So um, I do think the, you know, the running game would be much better if they were focusing more on it. And they, you know, I think a lot of times it's like a good pitcher in baseball. You know, good running backs get stronger as the game goes on. They get a better feel. They wear the defense down. And you see those running backs getting those, those 20 between 25 carries. Those carries right there is when they're, they're breaking off big chunks. So it's a little harder when you're getting 12 carries a game if you're a running back. But uh, so yeah, I am concerned about it. Um, but then you know, I think you know, you look at Pro Football Focus. I know they have Ohio State. I was a little surprised to see this as the sixth best offensive line in the entire country sixth best in the entire country and 22nd in pass protection but they're way up there or excuse me 22nd in in run blocking excuse me 22nd in run blocking but um you know they're way up there in pass protection so um they need to get better there's no doubt about it but when you put it all together with this offense as 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 great as they are passing the ball because they're not good they're great passing the ball this year um the running game needs to get better, but it's still pretty good. Does it surprise you that uh, Ohio State is so good at pass blocking, and you just illustrated it from Pro Football Focus, uh, 22nd in the in the country uh, when you go uh, to the running efficiency on run blocking bids? Does it surprise you because, you know, my time as an offensive lineman, I would always look forward uh, to run blocking opposed to pass blocking. It, it felt so unnatural to just sit on your heels and wait for a guy to come at you uh, while you know he's going to do moves and – on the other other side of the ball, when you go to run blocking, you know all you have to do is explode off your uh, explode off your stance, push those guys around. Is it surprising to you that it's flip flop? Because Ohio State has built a culture for so long of going to be a ground and pound team. We're going to knock you in the mouth uh, as soon as we come off the ball. Does that surprise you? Yeah, it's been a sea change this year, Beamer. It's um, it, it's it surprises me to a degree, uh, but it's it's. I think that's the Ryan Day change that we've seen we've all wondered is is urban going to let these guys actually make philosophical changes and i think that's one we've seen they're definitely more you know way more of a passing team and it all starts with haskins i I frankly think while the offensive line is pass blocking well there's no doubt about it they have athletic guys even though there everybody talks about the size of this offensive line they're athletic dudes i mean isaiah prince Another guy that's probably going to be a first-round pick, a guy I've never seen an OSU starter improve from one season to the next as much as he did from his sophomore to junior year. Now as a senior, he's even better. Um, I mean, you, you you look at this group, and they just, um, you know, they don't really have uh, a weakness. You know, they're, they're a group that uh, they all grade out pretty similar on pro football focus, and you know, I think they're just going to get better and better. But, um, yeah, it's very interesting. But I do think it's important to point out that, their grade is helped by the fact that Dwayne Haskins is getting the ball up so fast, and he's making quick decisions. And it, that's the thing people talk about. We all do. We talk about his arm strength. And we talk about his poise, and rightfully so. But I, I'm equally impressed. He may be even more impressed with his combination of his quick release and his accuracy. He is just boom, boom, and the ball is right where it needs to be. And if you're an offensive lineman, that's your 
um, you know, that's your, that's your best friend if you're in a passing offense. So this, you know, this offensive line, you know, Demetrius Knox graded out really poor last year, guys, uh, really poor according to, I don't know if the coaches agree, but, you know, go, again, to cite pro football focus, um, you know, he, he graded out really poor. And this year his grade, you know, is, is pretty solid. Um, but you wonder, if they were having, just having to line up and play man ball and just try and, you know, push teams around, could they do it? They really haven't shown that. Even against a team like Indiana, yeah. you get back and watch that game, you know, I'm just focused on the offensive line a little bit, watching it for the second time. They're, they're not getting pushed against a D-line like Indiana. That's a problem. So um, I think this offensive line, their grade is greatly helped by the fact that Dwayne Haskins is really good at playing quarterback. Biz, I want to ask you about a guy that, you know, we've seen make a couple big flash plays in the last couple weeks, and that's Benjamin Victor. You talk about the catch and take it to the house at Penn State a couple weeks ago, the really nice catch in the back of the end zone last week um, against Indiana, and that's Benjamin Victor, man. I really think there's so much more left in the tank for him, and I really believe, and I know they got the veteran receivers, receivers out there, but, man, I would love to see them a little bit just force the issue to him because you see what's in their bids, the long, rangy body, the athleticism, the ability to go up in the red zone and jump over cornerbacks and safeties. Man, I, I really think that's a weapon that they should use forward, uh, use more moving forward because of Dwayne Haskins and his arm. Yeah, he's got such a high ceiling. There's no doubt about that. Um, he um, he's a guy, you know, from talking to Urban Meyer and talking to the fellow wide receivers. Those, you know, Urban will say things like, you know, basically he needed to get tougher. Um, talking to Johnny Dixon uh, this week, you know, a fifth-year senior, one of the leaders of, of the group, along with Paris Campbell. But Johnny Dixon, when talking about Ben Victor, was like. Um, you know, this is a guy that needed to grow up, and he has. So you, you know, piece all that together. You know, he was always a talented guy, but you know, just you know, wasn't physical enough. You know, you know, basically reading between the lines of what they said, and uh, just wasn't a willing blocker. Um, things like that. Now he is completely bought in. Is he Terry McLaurin as a blocker yet, or Paris Campbell? No, but those guys might be the two best blocking wide receivers in the country. And you talk to the wide receivers; they say Terry McLaurin is the best of the bunch. You know, they, uh, even Paris admits that. So, um, but he—he's a willing blocker now. He'll do a crackback block, which is something he would not have been willing to do, according to these guys, maybe last year, and certainly not as a true freshman. So, extremely high ceiling. You know, really saved the Penn State game because I—they needed that not only the touchdown, but they needed an emotional boost, and he gave it to them. Um, and then the play he made last week, as you mentioned, Matty, was tremendous. So you're seeing that, you know, him starting to realize his potential now as a junior. Bids, when you look at this defense, one more quick one before we get you out of here. When you look at this defense, and I think there's a very good possibility with Zach Anikstad coming in here, freshman quarterback. You saw what Ohio State did against Rutgers and Art Sikowski, another true freshman player uh, coming into the horseshoe. When you look at this defense, what is your biggest key for Ohio State to shut down Minnesota's offense this weekend? Because I think it could be an electric performance from the defense just because Anikstad comes in. He's a freshman. I think that defense is going to be flying around the field. What's your biggest key for Ohio State to shut down Minnesota on Saturday? Yeah, this is a bad matchup for Minnesota. They're getting it's bad timing too because everybody's been talking about how bad Ohio State's defense is. They yeah. have a new slogan this week that Shiano unveiled. It's a little, you know, maybe tip of the cap to his former slogan at, at Rutgers. Um, but their slogan now is, you know, you know just uh, you know keep chopping at the tree. You know, eventually that tree's going to fall down. Kind of a little ode to uh, you know just just chop wood and, you know, he, that he did at Rutgers. Right. So. Um, it's going to be, as you mentioned, Anikstad I think is going to be a good quarterback down the line, a cool story with him being a true freshman, walk-on. I'm sure if he's not on scholarship yet, he will be, but um, came in as a walk-on, won the job, enrolled early. But it's going to be super tough sledding for him in the horseshoe. They need to get 
The bigger test is going to be certainly next week at Purdue. Purdue's playing really well. They can light it up. You know, they finally now realize they, you know, a two-quarterback system is never going to work. It really took an injury to Elijah Sindelar for them to realize David Blau is their best quarterback, and they just need to use one, and Purdue's peaking. So that's going to be a true test. So Ohio State needs to get some momentum this week. They, they need – they can't give up big plays to Minnesota. They, they, they cannot do that. They need to you know, get really good at the things they've been bad at this week so that they have some momentum going into what could be a tricky game at Ross State Stadium. We've seen it time and time again, fellas, when Ohio State goes to West Lafayette. Yep. It's uh, could have been a, a, kind of a mini house of horrors there. So they need – I think the biggest thing is just, you know, as I said, get better at the things that they've been bad at and get some momentum going into that Purdue game. That's been Dave Biddle for Bucknuts. Uh, dot com joining us here on the Locked On Buckeyes podcast again. Go follow him on Twitter at Dave Biddle. Dave, you're the man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. I appreciate it, fellas. Thank All right, you. man. Have a good one. See you, Dave See you, Biddle bids. from Bucknuts.com. Before we take a quick second here and come back and play some old BB Landers, and he actually talked Ooh. about that Greg Schiano analogy that Biddle was talking about. There, we will get to that. I want to let you know about our folks from Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is the is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. Being a lifetime with Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams. And artists perform in person. Vivid Seats helps fans find their seats to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats at Enter promo code Locked On to receive twenty dollars off orders of two hundred dollars or more. As a customer of Vivid Seats, we'll be right back in here from BB Landers. This is Locked On Buckeyes, your team every day. So bids alluded to what Greg Schiano was talking about, chopping wood. Chop that tree, I, I've, I've baby. I've heard this analogy a, a couple times before in sports, but sure. here's B.B. Landers Keep explaining chopping. what Greg Schiano meant. Say, for instance, if you're a lumberjack and you got one axe and you're trying to chop down a tree, you know, you look at it as, you know, you keep chopping and chopping. You know, chop number 100 is what's going to break it down. But in our reality, chop one, two, three, four, and five all counted. All three of those chops that, or all five of those chops that you made contributed to that tree falling. So it's just one of those things where we just got to keep working on a day-to-day basis, coming out, going hard, you know, working on enhancing our craft and then working on, you know, trying to elevate the things that we do wrong or we did wrong to not make the same mistakes going into next week. Trust the process. Stick with the grind. You know, it's all kind of the same thing. It's sure. all about just putting in the work every single day. And B.B. Landers, man, he's been a guy since he came in here from your city, right? From the D-Town, from Dayton down there. He's been a guy that's really emerged, a fan favorite, scored the touchdown last year. Everybody's loved him since then. But, man, this has been a guy that's been really valuable in that defensive line up front next to um, Draymond Jones and all those guys, especially throughout uh, the time where Bosa's been out. I mean, he's been a guy that you can count on as a leader for sure. Yeah, Robert Landers, Bobby Landers, Big Game Bob, B.B. Landers. B. B. He's got all the nicknames in the world. B.B. Uh, no. yeah. Do you love me? Does it work there? Yeah, B. I think right. it's fine. And, um, <laughs> yeah, you just you watch this guy, Maddie. And this is going to be a guy um, who you see. And this is like it's so prototypical uh, of Ohio State to have one of these guys that is just a grinded out one technique, three technique, can get, can get in there, do the dirty work, plug all the holes you need. Uh, if you overlook him, yeah. Yeah, he can make you pay. You go back to last year. You look at a guy like Tracy Sprinkle. He was that guy. Bob Landers played in uh, some of the games, but he's getting more playing time now. You go back and look at uh, Adolphus Washington, another one of those guys. Michael Bennett, another one of those guys. A long line of lineage on the Ohio State defensive line where you just have these three or one technique grinders out there who aren't going to kill you with any sort of flash, but they do their job. And Robert Landers, for the most part, uh, has done his job. He is a quiet killer on that defensive line.
line. Uh, and that's where really, Maddie, that stopping the run game works. And we talked a lot about Trace McSorley evading the pocket yep. and getting outside. Listen, that's no fault to the interior defensive line. They do what they need to do. You have seen it uh, so far this year that Ohio State has mostly, on most occasions, been very, very good on, on stopping the interior run. And that all starts with Draymond Jones, uh, Robert Landers, those two, those two guys in the middle. And I love what he had to say there. You know, just keep chopping down the tree. It's For not sure. about the last chop that breaks breaks the tree. It's not about that one that cuts it down. It's about chop one, chop two, chop three, four, five, six, seven, eight, however long you want to go on. Yeah. Keep grinding, man. Keep going. Keep going. Everything that you do, eventually it's going to happen right. And I love that message that Greg Schiano has given this team. For Listen, sure. this is a highly motivated defense. Yes. And you have to think that they're hearing the noise. All right. They hear it. Oh, they get it. And if they're not hearing it, they know that they're not living up to what they're exactly. supposed to be doing. They're not living up to the silver bullet uh, label that Ohio State has had for years and years and years. They're just not getting it done right now, especially in the secondary. So, no, Beam, I think it's a great point. Look, Greg Schiano, we know he's a fiery guy. We've seen some of the videos yeah. Ohio State's tweeted out oh, yeah. about him being the guy in practice, getting guys going, especially when Urban was out. I mean, Ryan Day, to me, from what I've seen, isn't as fiery as Greg Schiano. That's fine. Not everybody has to be that way. But Greg like Schiano, Yan and Yang, baby. Exactly. You need one cool, one fiery, <laughs> exactly. let's go. Right. And look, we know this about Greg Schiano. He's been there. He's led Rutgers when they were really rolling back in the day. I mean, back in the day, I sound old saying that, but it was a yeah, while it ago. It was back in the day. It was day, a while yeah. ago now. But look, this is also a guy back that's in coached. My day, I remember when Rutgers was good <laughs> at football. Back in my, Ray Rice. <laughs> but no, Beam, he's also coached grown men in the NFL. Sure. He's had to lead a locker room of grown men, and that's completely different. So he's got a widespread view of how to handle teams and how to be a really good coach. Here's BB Landers talking about kind of what you were talking about, Beam, about how these injuries have created opportunities for other guys along that D line. It's one of the things where it's the next man up. Uh, he knows. You know, getting a little banged up here and there is a part of the game. So it's, that's why you all, we all prepare the exact same way. We take the amount of reps and we take what we do seriously. So, you know, when it's time to work on your craft, you know, on a day-to-day basis in practice, that's what we, you know, we try to enhance it as much as we can so that if somebody does go down or get hurt as a situation, and that's guy ready to play. And this is why the Rushman package yep. that Larry Johnson created is so valuable because now you have guys that have been ready since spring, been ready since summer, been ready since early fall to know, hey, I'm going to have to be ready to roll. And coach is going to give me an opportunity if I show in practice that I can do that. So all these young guys that we've been mentioning have gotten chances to do that. Biz talked about Jonathan Cooper being nicked up. He may not be able to go. But, man, I mean, just overall, when you look at Larry Johnson and how he set this thing up, being for every guy in that D-line room, they need to be ready to go. Tyler Fry, it doesn't matter who you sure. are. You're in this group. You know that I'm going to roll out four, five to seven guys, probably a game easily. Uh, you got to be ready to go. So I, I love that right there that every guy in that room knows my time could come any Saturday and if I'm not ready to go it could hurt the team yeah absolutely it's just it's all about keeping yourself mentally ready to go into the game because listen you go to one of those practices over there at the Woody Hayes athletic facility uh, and you realize like every snap that uh, a player takes who's not a start who's not a starter uh, and who may not be in the regular rotation like those guys take it seriously everybody takes it seriously you know what's on the line your national championship contending team you have enough talent on there to do it and I think the one weak spot has been the defense so especially this week uh, against a Minnesota team where you can absolutely get going. Uh, I think this may be a throttling on Saturday. I think we may finally see the defense step up yeah. again. Uh, but yeah, it's just all about having that mentality, Maddie. by saying, uh, you know what, if, if some guy goes down, if coach calls my number, I'm going to get in the game and I'm going to have the same amount of production uh, as a starter, same yep. amount of production as a Chase Young, as a Robert Landers, Draymond Jones, these guys, I need to get into the game and show you why I'm wearing the For scarlet sure. and gray, why I'm putting this helmet on, why I'm strapping up on a Saturday. Uh, so yeah, it's just all about that mentality man every snap that you take in practice realize that it's going to translate to to the game and when you work as hard as they do in practice then only good things can come out of that beam on saturday at noon yeah give it to me baby shoot it into my veins there's going to be a six nine 
400-pound offensive lineman by the name of... Daniel Falale. And Daniel I asked Paul Keels how to Falale. say it. And that's the guy to go to. Because yeah. I said, is it Falale? And he says, no, it's Falale. Falale. Now, yeah. look, this guy, he's going to get an opportunity to play this week against Ohio State. Here's B.B. Laners and what they've seen so far in film from him. I don't really get intimidated by a sizable player, but I will give him, you know, hats off to him because he's 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 very aggressive. He will try to finish you and... You know, he can play some ball. If we, if we don't come with our A game, we're going to have an issue. Look, now the problem is guys like this, you know, being a former offensive lineman um, and me playing a little D tackle, I was kind of oh. a little Robert Landers back in my day. Get me in the nickel package, get in there and Thick just Maddie. slither, slither by, the, you know, that guard center <laughs> guard. That's where I used to do my damage down there, man. I wasn't playing running back. But I look, in situations like that where I knew I was facing a huge offensive lineman, quickness is the best thing. Sure. That's your best friend. So yep. you, you think about guys like Draymond and maybe getting him, sliding him down, B.B. Landers, that quick twitch guy, um, that could give him problems. Now, on the flip side of that, when you got cast this big like the mountain from Game of Thrones, when they yeah. get their paws on you, it's over. Right. It's absolutely over. So that's the give and take here. I can't wait to see how this guy performs on Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Like I said, I, he came over from Australia. He's only been playing football for 18 months now. He gets his first collegiate start, and what a, what a time to get it uh, against a silver bullet defense, against an, a defensive line who could be uh, easily top three in the country when they're at their full potential. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be amazing to watch when you see this guy out there on the football field. Watch him. He'll be the right tackle for Minnesota, 6'8". 400 pounds. He's going to be hard not to notice out there. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Larry Johnson dials up and see if they're going to try and beat him with speed, if they're going to try and uh, actually bull rush this guy to get that uh, get that mentality worn down, Maddie. because if you're sitting there and you're 6'8", 400 pounds, and you're saying, I'm bigger than you, I'm going to squash you like a little bug, and then all of a sudden, you the first play of the game, Chase Young bull rushes you back into the quarterback, then you're like, oh, geez, that's right. that, can be, uh, that can be no good. So it's all about the mentality, man. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be uh, an interesting battle to watch and this uh daniel fa'alale kid man it's uh it's just it's gonna be amazing to see him out there that's right i love that name i do too aka the mountain this week right Right. he's the mountain from game of thrones this week the mountain or the hound whichever one you want to choose yeah uh maddie let me tell you about our guy from a vivid seats go to the app store or google play like you said earlier download the vivid seats app use promo code locked on for twenty dollars off orders of two hundred dollars or more as a new customer of vivid seats every purchase Every single purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app, enter promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make sure you go to Vivid Seats and check our guys out. You are Locked On Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. So the other day, we spent a couple minutes talking about the Big Ten West, and I think before we get out of here today, let's talk a a little bit about the Big Ten East and Mm -hmm. how we think this thing's shaping up because I think what we're looking at now is obviously Penn State losing to Ohio State. That hurts them. They're going to probably need Ohio State to lose twice. You know how this all works. But looking at this Michigan team right now, they're pretty impressive offensively. you got to give them credit. Yes, they are. Of the one-loss teams in the country, Beam, they've got a really, really good shot at getting into the playoff if, and it's a big if, if they clean the slate on their schedule, right? Because you look at that, that loss to Notre Dame at the beginning of the year looks better and better and better each week. Now, that could be a problem for them when you talk about possibly getting to a head-to-head with Notre Dame's soft schedule the rest of the way. It really looks like they're going to have a chance to run the table. I don't know how you could trump that. But, man, when you look at what's ahead of Michigan right now, Beam, 
it is really in play for them if they do run the table to be the East, obviously representative in Indy, and then possibly be in the real, real life conversation of the college football playoff. Where you talk about number fifteen, Wisconsin at home, they go to Sparty, home against Penn State, and then you know they got to come down here at Ohio State. Beam, if they run the table, this is a real thing that I people, I think people should start wrapping their mind around because the one loss that they have is to one of the better teams in the country right now. Yeah, and you can tell that Michigan is starting to pick things up a little bit. Their first few games of the season, you were like, eh, I, I don't really know uh, what they are. But you go back to that loss at uh, at South Bend, the 24-17 loss against Notre Dame. Like we said, Notre Dame has a great chance if they go undefeated to get into the college football playoff. They could be 12-0. and That could be a number, or that could be a, a, a seed in the college football playoff right there. So then you do the math and you're like, all right, there's only three left. But, Maddie, when you look at their schedule, man, uh, I think that Notre Dame – that Notre Dame game has been the game on their schedule, yeah. and they dropped it. And sure. so we're going to find out in these next four weeks what Michigan is. They ha- they host Sparty this weekend, even though that Michigan State isn't what we thought they would be at the beginning of the season. Right. You know that's always a tough rivalry game. Michigan State always gives them uh, a hell of a game. So you look at that, then they get the bye week. Then you have to travel to Penn State. That's wideout conditions. That's going to be a tough game for them. Ohio State knows all about that. Yep. That's going to be a tough ask. Uh, and then they get Rutgers, all right, at home. You go to Indiana, that's going to be fine. Um, but then that last game of the season, Maddie, uh, when you face Ohio State, and that's what I'm saying, man, there's going to the, they have three top 25 matchups left on their schedule. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be brutal, I think. And if they get through Penn State, or excuse me, they host Penn State. They're mm-hmm. not going to Penn State. Michigan, if, yeah, if, they if, if they go to, if they go and they beat Wisconsin this weekend, you beat Penn State and you come in here and you're 10 and 1 and Ohio State is 11 and 0. I mean, that could be an elimination game for the college football playoff uh, right there. Of course it could it could, it could be. Uh so no, I think people should start to take note a little bit of what's going on with them. And I thought you made a good point about, you know, some people maybe overreacting to the week 1 loss to Notre Dame. Shea Patterson was nicked up in that game. Remember he had the ankle injury. Oh, so Brandon Wimbush Bra- was Brandon playing Wimbush for Notre Dame too. It, Ian Book was Exactly. In Remember in that game, the starting safety for Michigan got called sure. ejected for targeting. So there was a lot of stuff uh that didn't go well for them. First game of the season too, exactly. So. First game of the year. Look, this defense is incredible. Yep, there are lights out there with the running game. So this is something to where if they start to really get a flow offensively, your guy DPJ has been really good all year yep. long, stepping up for Tariq Black, who hasn't been there. Karan Higdon's been an absolute dog. We know what he's about. Um, they got something going right now, and you got to be real about it. And I look, I know Buckeye fans don't want to show them a lot of love, but when you look at what's happening in the landscape of uh, this college football, especially in the college football, especially in the Big Ten East beam, I mean, it is something that you should really take notice to. Now, this Michigan State team, has been the team that's really been throwing people for a loop, and they've been I so hard to figure week, out. I told you, I said, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me four times, shame on you. I now, didn't know what Michigan State was, and then you get pounded against Northwestern. I know. Come on, man, you I, can't do that. I, you can't do it. And look, I'll give them. L.J. Scott's been out for a while. He's yep. he's he's been a stud. They've been a little nicked up, but man, that doesn't make up for the fact that when you return nineteen to twenty starters from a year ago. Yep. And you got a coach like Dino up there. They should be a lot better than what they are right now. Now, let's say they could flip this thing around. You went at Penn State this week, which is going to be really, really tough ass to do. It's not a night game through 30 kick. That's going to be something. But, Beam, their defense is really good. They're, especially their run defense. Yeah. It's really good. But this offense is being the thing that's been able to hold them back. And we know how this works, man. You see it at every level, especially with teams like, let's say, like the Seahawks. Their offensive line's been really bad the last couple years there's only so much that your playmakers can do if they don't have time even bringing it back to the college level you and I talk about all the time Francois I mean Francois I think is a pretty good quarterback but he hasn't been able to show that because the last couple years the offensive line has been switched so 
Michigan State, Michigan right now. Look, Michigan, I think, is the team that you take note of in the Big Ten East, especially if they get rolling here this week, which I think they probably will, against Wisconsin at home. And then you talk about this Michigan State team who's been a big disappointment, but they could quickly turn things around from a perspective standpoint. they got two losses now. We're not talking college football playoff. Um, but, man, as far as the respect thing goes, that would be big. If you get at Penn State, home against Michigan in the following week, and then you know when they play Ohio State, it's always a tough sled. Sure it is. I just I don't think that there is any more volatile team in college football than Michigan State. Look, they're two years removed from a 4-8 uh, season. Right. Uh, last year they were fine. They came into Ohio Stadium and they got blitzed. They got absolutely blitzed there. Uh, Brian Lewerke did nothing. Uh, JT Barrett was all over the place in that game. And I just, it, they're so volatile. And you're absolutely right. You made a hell of a point when you're talking about how you have 19 to 20 guys coming back on your team. The defense is okay, but what is going on with Brian Lewerke? Right. I heard uh, Greg McElroy talking uh, when they were at Arizona State saying when Lewerke is on, he could be the best uh, quarterback uh, maybe in the country and definitely right. in the Big Ten. And that's just something you haven't seen from Michigan State this year. They're so volatile. Yep. And when they're good, they're very good. And exactly. all it takes is one week for them to catch lightning in a bottle. They have the talent. It's just, I don't know if it's scheme. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's a disinterest in players not wanting to be there. I have no clue no. what it is with Michigan State. But something has to change this year for them if they want to even enter into the conversation of one of the big four in the Big Ten East. Because yeah. right now they're getting passed up by the big three. I agree. And look, with Penn State, we mentioned it. Look, they're going to have to hope Ohio State probably loses twice because now Ohio State has the head-to-head beam. Looking at their schedule now, the last four games of the year at Michigan, home against Wisconsin. And then from the eye test perspective, you get at Rutgers and home against Maryland. Yeah. So that's not helping your case. If you have a hiccup the rest of the way, clearly you're done with the college football playoff. But you always want that last tantalizing game if you're one of these teams contending for a college football playoff. Penn State doesn't have that. They're a really talented team, and we've seen crazier things happen. But right now it's starting to feel like they're a little bit behind the eight ball when it comes to the college football playoff. Yeah, I just you look at that, and I think that loss against Ohio State was so disheveling because now Ohio State has to lose two games, uh, and Penn State has to win out to even – uh, get to uh, the Big Ten championship game, not even including what Michigan can right. do themselves. Uh, so Penn State needs a little bit of a help. Uh, I think we're going to see that this weekend against Michigan State. We're going to see them, uh, I think, handle their own business. And then you get that game against Michigan, man. It's going to be huge. Uh, we know that that is a big game every single year. It's Ohio State, Penn State. It's Michigan uh, and Penn State. And then Ohio State and Michigan uh, are your games. And one of those games have been played already. Two of those are still left on the table. Uh, but yeah, Penn State behind the eight ball with that loss against Ohio State uh, at Happy Valley. It's just it's tough to rebound yep. from that, but you're going to see what James Franklin, you're going to see what Trace McSorley is made of if they can bounce back from that loss and run the table and put themselves not in maybe a driver's seat, but at least keep themselves in a conversation yeah. of an at-large Exactly. Bit. All right. That's it, man. What you, that? Going, what you got going on tonight? I'm watching guess, this Giants-Eagles game. Should be I may, uh, Let me watch the Jackets tonight. Blue Jackets coming off yeah. a big win against the Avs. Yeah. It's beautiful weather out today. If you're not listening from Columbus, Ohio, mm-hmm. it's like 60 degrees out and cloudy. Maddie mm-hmm. and I have discussed this so much. This is it. This is the best weather this of the year. It. Enjoy this, this it because it. it's going to be winter before you know it. Go yeah. out there. Enjoy it. Go have a nice heavy yes. beer. Go have a nice Oktoberfest beer, oh, some man. dark, some type of dark heavy beer to warm up Love your it. soul. Because right now, this is the best time of the year. Brandon, Beam, Matt, Hayes. Hey. I don't know why I said our names like that, but we're gonna hey. get out of here. I <laughs> we'll like. T- it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Peace.